When I was a kid, my little sister and I found an old safe in our grandparents' garage. This was in Palm Springs, California. So picture palm trees, swimming pools, desert heat so hot you can see it swirling in the air. The safe was freestanding, taller than my sister. We spent the afternoon pressing a plastic stethoscope from a toy medical kit against its door, listening to the clicks, trying to crack the code. My grandmother couldn't remember what was inside, but we felt confident it was valuable. Probably a pouch of diamonds that she'd forgotten about, or a treasure map that would lead us to the pouch of diamonds. It grew dark. We kept at it. Our mom brought us out grilled cheese sandwiches, flashlights, and sweaters. Click, click, click. We were sure we were making progress, but the door wouldn't budge. Finally, our grandmother came out waving a scrap of paper. She'd found the combination. With pounding hearts, my sister and I took turns rotating the dial. First I did a number, then her, and then back to me. Our whole lives are about to change. Our mom would come searching for us and we'd have to say, Mom, Mom, we're right here. You just don't recognize us now that we have all the answers. We reached the end of the paper. Together we grabbed hold of the handle and turned. We could barely breathe. We felt the lock catch. We peered inside and saw Nothing. Nothing. Not one single thing. Someone had gotten there first. Why is there time? But never again. Why is there space? Why are there dogs and cats and trees in the human race? I've been obsessed with mysteries ever since. What happened to Amelia Earhart? What was the real name of the man known as D.B. Cooper who boarded a plane in 1971 wearing a neatly pressed suit and mother of pearl tie pin, ordered a bourbon and soda, and then successfully demanded $200,000 in ransom before parachuting to an unknown fate? Why is that one girl in the dog park every afternoon at the same time, except Wednesday? Why didn't he call back? Here's a mystery. This is my friend Laura. I was living in New York, and it was 2005. I was walking my dogs in the wintertime. I'm not sure the exact date. I remember it was the wintertime because it was dark, really, really that crazy city dark. And I saw a movie rental place, and I went in, and I rented a movie. So none of this sounds very mysterious. No. Here's where the mystery comes in. The next day, I went to return this movie and the place was gone. Door was gone. Kind of weird, right? I thought so. Laura thought so, too. She said it's the second biggest mystery of her life. I wanted to help her figure out what had happened. Oh, 
because that's what I do now, on this show. Every week, I have decided to devote my life to unraveling mysteries. I do not have a head full of encyclopedic knowledge. I am neither autistic nor addicted to morphine. I can only remember two jokes, but that won't stop me. I'll be talking to friends and strangers about their mysteries, big and small, and trying to solve them. My methods might be unorthodox, but there's one rule that will always apply. The mystery can't be solved by just clicking around the internet. If the answer's online, I can't be on the case. I'm hoping to work my way up to D.B. Cooper eventually. But for now, let's start with Laura. Here's what I think is weird about the whole thing. Okay. The store did not look like it was going to be gone. There were other people there. There were movies on all the shelves. The way Laura tells it, the next night, it was as though the video store never existed. The building itself was still there, but the windows were covered with brown craft paper. And behind them, Laura could see that the inside of the store had been completely emptied out. Even the shelving units were gone. What had been a thriving business had overnight become a shuttered storefront. I asked Laura if she had any relevant clues. I remember the woman who helped me had a mustache, a very mm. strong mustache. In a way that was working or wasn't working? It's very rare, that I think, that it works on a way. Frida Kahlo rocked it. Um, you know, Brezhnev's wife, I seem to recall, having a mustache. But usually I think it's a tough call. Mm-hmm. So the mustache girl said nothing. Nothing. I still had a card to rent. I became a member. The day before it closed. The day before it closed, and she didn't say anything like, why don't you write this in pencil? Just <laughs> <laughs> do it, write it in the air, sign a signature in the air. And how do you know it was the next day? Because I remember what movie it was, and I can remember and tell you why I returned it the next day. Go for it. Must Love Dogs. Oh. I rented Must Love Dogs. And the reason I know that that's the movie is because I now own Must Love Dogs, and I did not love dogs. I, just, I must not, must love dogs. And you don't return movies late? No, never. Because, no. see, if I was telling the story, it could it could have been a year later. Oh, no, no. That is so against my nature. And did they ever call you or contact you or send no. you a letter? They didn't say, we've shut our doors. The bank would like to know what happened to must love dogs. <laughs> Do you have it, Laura? <laughs> and can you believe that Christopher Plummer asked his daughter out on a date? Did you get creeped out by that? <laughs> Disappearing video store, curious facial hair, underwhelming romantic comedy with inexplicable plotline. It seemed we had a proper mystery on our hands. I was officially on my first case. But before we get to that, let's take a quick break. We're back. If you remember from two minutes ago, I was about to start work on my first case, video store. All I had to work with were my notebook and a pair of meager leads. The mystery occurred in the fall of 2005. It took place in Lower Manhattan. Laura couldn't remember the exact address, but knew it was in Tribeca, at somewhere near the intersection of Franklin and West Broadway. So I took a train to that neighborhood. It was pouring rain out. Right away, I spotted an old diner. Can I ask you a quick question, though? I'm looking for this video store that you want to come inside, mate? There are pictures of people from Law & Order on the walls, which I took as a good sign. Unlike police detective work, though, where you have to find the most recent eyewitness, I needed to reach back through history. Who'd been around the longest? Whose memory stretched back the farthest? The diner directed me to the parking garage in the corner. Hi. Do you remember a video store 
No? The parking garage led me to the hotel down the street. Hi. <laughs> a little wet out there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where I met a concierge named Ariel, who'd only been around for a year. I asked him if I could talk to someone who'd been around longer, and together we left the hotel and walked several blocks to the oldest place in the neighborhood he could think of, a bar called Walker's. Walker's is old but not divey. There's tin ceilings and soft lighting that's just bright enough to see who you're talking to, but just dark enough to not mind seeing yourself in the mirror behind the bar. It's packed. I talked to a waitress named Linda. Hi. Do you rem- remember a video store that used to exist around this neighborhood? About like- yeah. I've been here since 1976, before it was called Tribeca. Flooded out. It did? Yeah, there was a uh, storm. It's been gone. They had a basement flood, and then all the videos got ruined. Really? Yeah. It's a mom-and-pop video store. Did they close up really fast after the storm? Was it like an immediate... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, like, pronto. And nice guys, too. Like, if you didn't have money to pay, you could always pay the next day. Then there was the old guy, the old guy who didn't have two fingers. Remember him? Saddest thing in the whole neighborhood that they closed up. It broke everybody's heart. Well, we still have that one video store. He's more porno. Yeah, it is. This seemed promising. My first case, an already in appearance by a three-fingered man. I pulled out my notebook and wrote, Flood, man with three fingers. Tom, what was the name of the original video store down on Greenwich? What was the name of it? Uh, I, used to, I was a member. Remember the old man who worked there with Miss Two Fingers? You know, I saw Madonna in there once. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll think of the name in a second. What was it called? But I, I was a member. I mean, I was, you know, I've been here 30 years, so. They had good foreign films, which I like, you know. What's your favorite foreign film? La Strada. I don't know. It was, a, it was a very touching film for me. Because I identify with the character Zampano. I know he was a bad guy, but I, I, thought, I thought that that love affair with uh, Jessamina, you know, he, he saw the light, but it was too late. The last scene of him crying on the beach. You know, it was so sad. Did you relate to that part, like seeing the light too late? Oh. You know, I put the shell around me and I'm living with it. I put walls in front of me. It's not good, but that's the way I've been. Do you have kids? No. 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 I never married. Close a few times, but the last time was probably 20 years ago. 90, 92. Yeah. She was a few years older than me, and she didn't want to have kids. And my whole point of marriage: why do you get married unless you're going to have kids? You know. So, believe me, I've I'm lamenting. Like Lestrada. Yeah, that's true. It's never too late to knock those walls down. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that film hundreds of times, and I have it on tape. You watch it a lot. I might watch it tonight, actually. <laughs> the hell is the name of that video store? In my attempt to find one answer, I'd happened upon another question. Why do we do the things we do? Why do we make the choices that we make? There's a documentary about Fellini called I'm a Born Liar, where he says that for him, the things that are most real are the ones he invented. My favorite part is where he talks about constructing an artificial sea. The actual sea was right there. He could have easily filmed it. But to him it felt less true than the one he built out of plastic and light. I added, Fellini, lament. 
to my list of clues. At least the video store case was closed, or so I thought, until Linda told me this. If I got here in 76, it's almost 20 years ago. 20 years ago? That was before Must Love Dogs even came out. The math didn't work. Suddenly, nothing was making sense. Unless Laura wasn't telling me the whole story. Let me ask you, did you fall into any kind of deep sleep during that? Is, is it the kind of period that you think it's conceivable you lost three months of your life and you didn't realize it? Like I will it, say on the way home, I met an old crone who asked <laughs> me to help chop down a tree, and I said, no, grandmother, for I'm going to go home and watch this movie. The next thing I knew, I was watching Must Love Dogs. You don't think it's conceivable that everyone in your life could have built a simulation of your, of your world and just oh, left out this one detail the video store? It's con- Oh, sure, that's conceivable. Parallel universe constructed and everybody's in on it. Except yeah, yes. It's totally conceivable because I do think that most of the time everybody's planning a surprise party for me. <laughs> so it doesn't seem to be that much of a bigger leap for them to actually also plot to hide this movie rental place. What I wanted to do was disregard what Linda had said at Walker's, pretend like I hadn't even heard it. But with Real Mysteries, even if you want the answer to be one thing, you have to follow the facts. I reluctantly reopened the case. I decided to turn my attention to the one clue I hadn't yet explored. Must Love Dogs. I found a double-featured DVD of Must Love Dogs and You Got Mail in a store on 14th Street. I watched both movies, looking for anything that might help the case. This is the plot of Must Love Dogs. Diane Lane and John Cusack hate each other for most of the movie until the end, when they realize they actually love each other. She's a preschool teacher. He builds his own boats and lives for the sea. This is a plot of You've Got Mail. Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks hate each other for most of the movie until the end, when they realize they actually love each other. Tom Hanks builds big chain stores Meg Ryan works in a beloved children's bookshop. There weren't any preschools, shipyards, or even chain stores on that block. There was, however, a children's clothing store. It sold tiny little wool coats and hand-knit mittens with the connecting string. Out of ideas, I limped in and asked a girl behind a register if she remembered Laura's video store. Yeah, and I was their first customer. I can't believe that worked. Literally the first dollar that they got. I knew every single person who worked there because I'm on their block. Like how many doors on the street? It's 50 feet away, like five doors down. And then it just packed up one day and it was gone? You know, I guess if I remember it, probably they stopped getting, like, as many new releases, and then one day it was gone. But was there a notice? Was it... No. No, there was no notice. I I should introduce you to the owner. Where does he live? Above the store. He's right there. Can you say your name? Sure. My name is John Rosenmiller. And where are we right now? We are at 116 Franklin Street in Lower Manhattan. And what used to be beneath us? The 
first floor here for several years was a store called Tribeca Video. At long last, I'd cracked the case. John owned this building in Tribeca. In the early 2000s, he'd run his own video store out of the first floor. Then the internet happened. The video store became a money pit, just like in that movie Money Pit, which is probably exactly the kind of movie that the store had multiple VHS copies of. And there, the snake goes eating its tail again. I returned Must Love Dogs to him and threw in You've Got Mail as a late fee. There was just one more question, and we'd be all done here. Now, did it close abruptly? I guess it depends on what you describe abruptly. Uh, Three months, I think. My friend who rented the video says she remembers going to the video store on a Sunday night, renting the video, coming back the next day to return it, and the store was closed. Is that possible? It, 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 It is possible, but she would have ignored numerous weeks of signs (laughs) and we sold most of our inventory so you think you're saying there were probably like shelves that were pretty empty by the time she would have had to come in for it to close the next day absolutely Laura yes here's what I want you to know okay I solved your mystery you solved it yes the video store where you rented Must Love Dogs and that went missing was called Tribeca Video. It was on Franklin and West Broadway. I knew it was there. You vaguely knew it was there. I vaguely knew. Everything I know in life is just vaguely. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gone deeper than vaguely. Um, and I also t- I went to the home of the store owner. His name's John Rosenmiller. I returned Must Love Dogs to him. You did? Yes. <laughs> He said he, had, he said he had never seen it, but John Cusack was wonderful. Yeah, He's, he does a nice job in it. So I found it, I solved it, I returned your video. Thank All you. The, you're welcome. I like being appreciated. There's only a, there's like just a couple details I want to follow up on, okay, with you? Okay, all right. So the only thing is that otherwise John Rosenmiller disputes your whole story. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told Laura about John's version of events. The empty shelves, going out of business signs, all those movies for sale. She was shocked, then despondent. And so I tried to bring the conversation back to the happier times, when she was thanking me for helping her. Okay, great, great. Now you've left me with a huge mystery, which is like, is anything uh, as I see it <laughs> in the world? So great, off I go into the rest of my life. Do you feel relief that I returned your video? I do, I feel relief about that, and I feel relief that you found the store. You do? Yeah. I did. Because it it stopped existing, and then I was crazy. And now I'm just a liar. (laughs) (laughs) So, huzzah. (laughs) I guess he was probably right. I mean, he's the one who has, like, all the paperwork and stuff. Well, he didn't show me the paperwork. I mean, this is just, like, a man who I met. he didn't show you the paperwork. This detail perked Laura up. She started defending her side. I just know myself so well that I am actually a very practical person. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason that I would take the time to fill out a membership also, I love a good deal. So if he was selling things for cheap, I would just buy a bunch of them. Okay, here's the other thing. Why wouldn't I have rented a ton of movies and been like, goodbye? It's because I love watching movies. And this, is, oh, and this is before I had cable. So then I really watched movies a ton. And terrible movies, which are the kind that they always sell at going out of business sales. What it came down to was either John had a terrible memory or my friend Laura was a liar. Just like Fellini. 
I'm not a liar, though. I don't. I know I'm not a liar. That is the weirdest lie. This is the perfect lie. About, this is exactly what liars lie about. They lie about these small things. The kind of lies you're like, why did they even bother? Yeah, you know what I call that? The harp lie. Why? Because it's like the kind of thing if somebody says they play the harp, unless you can pull a harp out, you'll never know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, Starley, I play the harp <laughs> really well, but I don't, I don't like to do it in front of people. So do you, do you tell harp lies? No, but I, but I do play the harp really well. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. My first case was solved. I moved Laura's folder from the empty cereal box marked open to the empty shoebox marked closed. Eventually, I'll have to get myself a proper filing system. But for now, on to the next case. Now come the day you walk through that door Finally see why you've always been sure Hope that you find what you're looking for I hope that you find what you're looking for Open your eyes Open your eyes You go far You go far Keep listening to the very end to hear a clue about next week's mystery. Mystery Show is produced by myself, Alex Bloomberg, Melinda Shopson, and Eric Menel. Producing help from Chris Neary and Wendy Dore. Wendy also mixed this episode. Thank you also to John Delore. Eli Horowitz is contributing editor. Mystery Show is a production of Gimlet, which I'm very glad Alex and Matt Lieber started. Original score and original closing song by Emmy the Great. Opening song by Sparks. Additional original scoring by the band White Dove and Nick Thorburn. Thank you, Arthur Jones, for giving me the gift of our logo. Thank you, Al, for being so nice to my dog. (laughs) 